dun 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 hello happy wednesday not usually a day when you might see me but here i am today we're going to be playing or not playing but starting to build characters for and get a little introduction to a wrath and glory actual play we've been wanting to do one of these for a while we've done a couple of one shots mostly silly ones so we thought we'd give it a go from ground level and start at the bum end of tier one and scrape our way up through the levels of heroism to the heady heights of the emperor's favored servants unfortunately with me tonight are a bunch of people who know either the system the setting or both better than me So let's see how badly I can screw this up and how often I need correcting. Aaron is here to correct me on system. Dan is here to correct me on setting. And everybody else can just harangue me as and when the time comes along. <laughs> so without any further ado, let me introduce to you my peoples. Uh, I've got Simon. Hello, people. Simon, what are you planning on playing? Uh, so I'm going to play uh, an Inquisitor Acolyte. So basically, I haven't died yet. <laughs> yes we're starting at tier one so it's bottom end of all characters i've got jim jim what are you playing i'm going to be playing majestus the priest majestus now there there is Preach. a name full of jimmy goodness uh dan p i've got two dans <laughs> so confusing you said dan p right i did yeah <laughs> not the <Hi>. command <laughs> I am playing uh, Sister Evelyn, a Sister of Battle Novitiate. So we're just tame, bringing the Sister of Battle from Tier 2 down to Tier 1, because I hate the Hospitaller. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it how it is. I've got Dan M. Hi, good evening. I'm Other Dan, um, and this week I'm hoping to play a tech adept uh, by the name of Octavian C37. And last but not least, my rules lawyer in the hall, Aaron. Hey, everybody. I'm Aaron, and today I'm going to be playing Sakar Rez, a teenage ganger from the Underhive, a scrounger, and a survivalist. Cool. So, yeah, like I said before, we're going to be playing some Wrath and Glory, and we're going to start at Tier 1. Uh, I know we, we we did our first experiment. The um, Space Hulk one was at like tier four or something equally daft. And then we did a tier one orcs only game. But, you know, we wanted to give it a little bit of a fair shot. And it's Warhammer Wednesday, except Warhammer's on Fridays now. So it's Warhammer Wednesday. Soon to be Wednesday again. Yeah. Indeed. And this is Wrath and Glory. And we're calling this story the Bellerophon Index. So let's crack on with the making of characters then. So we've got a foundry virtual tabletop. All right, so we've all got characters set. Oh, well, we haven't got characters set up. We've got character blanks set up in the actors directory. So if you want to open your characters, we can start the old building process. Let's oh then go to creating and character. So in order to create a character, Framework, archetype, character, faction, and details. So starting off with your framework. Mm -hmm. Now, the framework we're going for is 
that of an inquisitorial staff. You're going to be the bottom end of the inquisitor's staff. There is an inquisitor by the name of Galen Troil of the Ordo Hereticus. And he's got a squad of his people on one of the hives on Gilead Primus. And underneath all of the others, there's going to be U5. So we've got a tier one. So is, uh, is our inquisitor like a puritanical inquisitor? Does he lean more towards the radical or? He is he's a bit more radical for a hereticus. He's he's a bit more of a radical. So less hardline than most, partly because he's very, Bernie very inquisitor. old and has seen some shit. It's always good to work in the gray areas. Yeah. So he does indeed work in the grey areas. So but that doesn't work for a sister of battle, though. <laughs> well, there's grey and then there's grey. There? <laughs> She's young. She'll be fine. <laughs> so everybody's going to have the Imperium keyword for that. Do we also have Inquisitorial or just Imperium? Um, I think... Probably only Simon would have inquisitor inquisition as a yep. keyword at this stage. Really? Imperium, yeah. Yeah. Imperium. Where did the keywords go? Uh, at the bottom of the first page, at, under stats, you just do it. There's an add button and you can just pop them in there. Oh, yeah, there it is. Scum and Imperium for Aaron. That's me. That's actually me in real life, too. Scum and Imperium. <laughs> so you can name your faction, your species, and your archetype. So my faction is scum, my species is human, my archetype is ganger. And my quote is, it's better to fade away than be burned down. <laughs> Wow, I see we're already deciding on what Space Marine chapter Aaron's getting put in, and they put him in Space Sharks. Oh, yeah, I do like the Space Sharks. They, those are my favorite novels. They are just evil, badasses. But... Caradons. Good times. Right, so, Dan, you're still going to be taking Sister of Battle rather than Sister Hospitaller. That is correct. What uh, faction are we in? You're in Adeptus Ministorum. I am indeed. You're in Adeptus Sororitas. I am indeed. And I've already got all my keywords and everything in, so... Yeah, uh, and Simon would be Inquisition. Yep. And you'd be Adeptus Mechanicus, Dan. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Is our faction Imperium? Yes. yes. It better be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for an unclean purge. Do, do, do. All righty then. On to attributes. Now, in your various archetypes there is a set of basic stuff that you need to be able to purchase so we're starting off at the bottom end of tier one 
which means you get not very much. 100 XP. 100 XP, XP. Yep. yes. Fortunately, to be human costs 0 XP. That means you start with a speed of 6. Where is speed? It should already be in your thing on the second page in combat. Oh, okay. Yep. It's basic. It's all everyone's yep, yep. set to six unless you're like a space marine or a an not very Eldar. many that get more than six. Yep. It's yeah. The Eldar and the Marines, isn't it? Really? Yeah, pretty much. And the Crute, I think, have a speed of eight. Maybe they do indeed. Does that not depend on what they on who they've had for dinner? It might a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I have to have cunning of one. What's what's an important attribute for a priest? To be a minister and priest, you need to have probably willpower. Probably one of them, right? You have to have a willpower of three. Yes, you have to have a willpower of three. You need a strength of one, a toughness of two, and that. And those, a, are suggest, those are those suggestions. are suggestions. Sorry, but you do have to have a willpower of three, and a and, scholar, and the scholar and skill scholar. at one level. And how much do these points cost in your attribute? It scales as you go up. It scales. So, one point in an attribute costs zero. Two points in an attribute costs four XP. Then an additional six to go from two to three. So it's a total of 10 XP to have a stat starting at three. Okay. And then skills to start with a skill rating of one costs two XP. And then it goes up four XP to the next level, six XP to the level after that. So okay, is that one, one, four, and ten again? Uh, no, uh, for skills, it's two, four, and si two, four, six. So it's two, six, and twelve. If you want to start with a skill at three, it's twelve XP. Okay. Uh, in tier one, a three and a three is quite a potent dice pool. Humans have a maximum of eight in every attribute. Unless they get upgraded. What are the three columns for in skills? Sorry to keep asking so many questions. That's okay. One is your base rate. Base advances and then what it is that that last column should have numbers in it because that's your attribute at the top right so yep. if i'm spending so if you fill in the first yeah, square oh, that's it Yeah, filling in the first square then changes the last number, which is based on your attributes. Uh, remember, you're going to want some talents and powers as well, potentially. I'm going to go with um, fashionista. 
<laughs> That's such a Simon skill. <laughs> I'm a very fashionable inquisitor in training. Uh, you remain on the cutting edge of Gothic fashion. Um, delight, um, delighting in any opportunity to make a memorable entrance. When you requisition clothes, blah, 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 you gain bonus dice on social skill tests equal to the rarity of the clothing. Fair enough. Now, do you get your archetype ability for free or not? You yes, do, because yeah. it comes with the XP cost for your archetype. Yeah. So, Jim, for instance, as a minister and priest, yeah. there is an XP cost of 12 just okay. to be a minister and priest. Okay. But with that, you get fiery invective as your archetypal ability. And where does that go? Um, that goes under talents, I assume. Yeah, there's a, a an yeah, ability there's a space right in abilities talents. there. And what is it? It's it's called what? It's called fiery invective. Ah, can we not copy and paste into these? No, I just figured that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately, no. No, unfortunately, not. Uh, fire invective, you can preach the word of the Imperial Creed as a free action once per combat. You and all allies with the Imperium keyword heal 1d3 plus rank in shock. So it'd be 1d3 plus one shock. That's actually pretty good. And I can't go back into it, actually. Simon, the XP cost to be an Inquisitorial Acolyte is only six. Six, yeah. And you get Inquisitorial Decree as your archetype ability. Yeah. Anybody else need to know theirs? Just give me the uh, description of that again. Yeah. Preach word of Imperial Creed. Free action. Once per combat. Yeah. You plus Imperium allies. Heal 1d3 plus one shock. Heal 1d3 plus one. Yeah. Cool. My my quotes. I went for uh, you're gonna uh, was it um, you're gonna burn for that one. <laughs> it's worth pointing out when you're building your characters, everyone, that your initial cost, your XP cost, includes um, your attribute and your skill increases that are required on your sheet. So just in what? case people felt that they had to pay more points there. Oh, shit. So like the toughness, uh, sorry, willpower of three for me and toughness of two, is that right? Yes. Yeah, so where that's there, that's included as part of your cost of your character. So your oh, okay. XP cost, which is at the top of the thing, on the, um, attributes and skills, which are your have-tos, are part of that cost. Okay. Which is why my character cost me 64 points to start with. Is there any? Is there a good way of keep, keeping keeping uh, 
check of the cost anyway on the on the sheet. Uh, one yeah. of the not really on the sheet, no. Well, the the, the notes got a calculator. <laughs> on the notes page, there's an experience section, but it doesn't actually. It only affects it if you actually click in ranks of advancement. So when you're just building it, it doesn't. So you just got. Oh, okay. It. You have the the Wrath and Glory core book, Jim. I do actually, yeah. Because that's got some example costs for suggested attributes and skills that might help. Oh, okay. Easier one. Primaris Interceptor, yeah. <laughs> Page 92. So tip on human. Oh, that's easy. And if you take all of the suggested stuff, that gives you um, 12, 26, 32, 30, 30, 60, 70 points, leaving you with 30 points to spend on whatever you want. So you could then use that to increase attributes, skills, buy new talents. Cool. And there's even some suggested talents right there for you. So I've just noticed one word under my character that is brilliant. Chainsword. Fun <laughs> <laughs> for all the family. Not decided on what, what weapon. I know I'm going to go with a combat shotgun because it's basically, it's basically like Necromunda, isn't it? You know, that's the kind of thing. So. I'm like, uh, you wouldn't walk around with a with a last pistol or an auto pistol because people just look at you and go, "You're a Jew." Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so I love that. You, it's like it's like I'm not going to walk around looking like a Jew. I'm at a combat shotgun. Um, no, no, but but then I don't want to walk around with the chainsaw because it's like it's like looking. It's like it's, if you imagine I, actually picking a chainsaw a chain, around with if you. you actually pick, yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's like. So you mean you'd just be dragging it behind you, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's why the stats for the um, Sisters Repentia are hilarious because they get one of the big old eviscerator chainsaws, the massive mm -hmm. two-handed ones. Yeah. Yeah. I think they get that and a bikini, basically, don't they? <laughs> Pretty yeah, much, yeah. Hey, well, you know, my ganger gets a canteen and a bedroll and a knife score and a stubber so he's a or a hand cannon he's he's well prepared he's he's ready to rock and roll uh, don't worry i'm gonna buy you a holy book <laughs> thank you <laughs> I'll, I'll use that as armor <laughs> it is indeed armor yes armor, armor yes. the word of the emperor is our shield now dan you wanted the tech adept which is actually in one of the different books isn't it it's in forsaken systems yeah yeah so i've been going tough through, down uh, to be difficult it's just my nature um, <laughs> um yeah so i've i've got to my talents i'm currently doing binary chatter um and i've added my um, ability of admin access as well so splendid 
on track. Remember as well, there are languages that you might want to consider. There is no other language apart from that of the machine. <laughs> I'm assuming that's going to make conversation with the rest of the party fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm fairly certain that uh, my my uh, underhive ganger doesn't speak high gothic. So yeah, that, think, yeah that's a I safe assumption. I think we can probably say that. Sticking with a low gothic. We got high gothic, we got Kant Mechanicus, which is um, also what people call Dan's character. Glossia, which is a special inquisition language. So Simon, you might want that. Uh, well, I can speak anyway. I can speak okay. low, I can speak low goth low gothic and glossia. They're the two languages I get. Cool. And you're probably not any of you speaking Eldari or Orc. Absolutely no. not. Do the Orcs speak anything other than... Uh... <laughs> I believe their language is referred to as geezer, isn't it? <laughs> it's probably so stupid. Like uh, almost done. Oh, don't forget that augmetics are a thing as well, especially yeah. for Dan M. Gonna want that's, that that's a one. talent, is it? You've got to take it as a talent. Yep, you yeah. take it as a talent. Uh, which I'm going to do, but I was going to save it to last because I imagine there's some to choose from. Yeah. Your bolt gun speaks orcish. Nice. You have to use XP to get augmentics rather than, rather than taking it as gear. You can do both. It's a, a, kind a of combination. Yeah. Like certain advancements will give you augmentics. There are certain life path changes that can happen to you as well, where you come back with augmentics. Right. Like one of the level up paths is you died, but you got better. And you, you go up to the next tier with like two new augmentics. <laughs> and everybody going, oh, I thought you were dead. Can I can I have a flak cloak? Uh, sorry, can I have a flak coat instead of flak armor? Because it looks cooler. You want like a trench coat? It, basically, it's a trench coat. Yeah, got but it. But it's a flak. Right. See? Let's roll my D freeze for my backgrounds. Wow, your war gear is tasty. Any two Imperium weapons with a value of five or less? Yeah, uh, and I can have uncommon. Don't just have to be That's common. a symbol of authority. Yeah. And someone point me in the direction of list of augments in the rule book, please. Yeah, augmentics uh, in the main book. Thank you. So arm, eye, legs, respirator, viscera, and then you got the fancy bits after that. Um, it says you can spend XP on wealth. So spend one XP to go up by one wealth. Let me have a look at wealth. So do you automatically spending. start with your war gear? Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yes, you do. You do. Yes, you do. 
Yeah, because the war gear, some of it has options in. Yeah. So, Simon, wealth. So I want to go wealth three, which is two XP. Uh, each point of wealth could be literal cash of cash. Wah, 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 could be fine art, Xenos artifact. Your starting wealth is equal to your tier, maybe modified by abilities or talents. You could spend XP to buy more. Each extra point of wealth costs one XP and you can buy up to four wealth. Yep. So you can buy up to wealth four. So uh, well, up to three I, I, XP. Well, I've got I've got two XP, so I'm going to get it up to three. Okay. And then that gives me that means I can get some extra cool stuff. Yep. That explains your fashion Easter as well. Yeah. Only Hannah. There's a lot of of augments to choose from, and they're all cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there there is a lot of augments. This is true. Um, can you recommend one? <laughs> What do you want it to be? Oh, that's a, I mean, that's the issue, isn't it? What's uh, what's your limit on on rarity? Yeah, know, that's actually. true. Ah, so I've got to find the talent. So you get an augmentic enhancement. It doesn't say anything. It says any augmentic enhancement. That's the Plus, talent. Plus XP equal to the value of the augmentic you choose. Each time you take this talent, you may select two augmentics of rare or lower rarity or a single very rare. Augmentic. But he gets one for free. Okay. So how many do I get? Under get war gear, you get any augmentic enhancement, just one for free. And then if you take the talent, augmentic, you get another one. I so that's two in total two in total if that's where it talent. changes the rarity you're right talents augmentic uh, 20 i mean you know plus the classic XP is equal to the value the classic is always two of rare or lower or a single very rare so you can have two augmentics or one very rare augmentic So you get one for free, and then you can either have two rare ones or one very rare one. It's very rare, unique. Very rare means better. It doesn't. I was mean, just looking at the rarity. No, there's a rarity one. very rare. Oh, like very rare. Yeah, sorry, I just saw is it. It's very yeah. rare. Blimey. What, what's a Rosarius? It gives you an invulnerable save. Well, actually, I don't know what it does in this. In normal terms, it gives you an invulnerable save. You might need to check it. Is so that go under gear, would it? Yeah. Yes, it's gear. How do you spell it, Jim? And I'll find it for you. R O S. Yeah. A R R U S. A R. D A W S O N. Rosserus. It is a power field armor value rating four. So you get, yeah, I think you get a four up in in the stats if you yeah. go into armor because it's classed yeah. as armor. But it looks like a rosary. So it's like a yeah. little rosary style handheld item that gives you a force field, basically. Cool. Dan, what sort of tech do you see yourself being doing? Computers and um, servitors and because constructs. You probably want a cortex implant then, which is very rare. So that might that will either use up your free one or your Plus augmented talent. Oh, blimey! Because it makes you smarter. 
um, an auger array. Yeah, that's only rare, isn't it? It's okay. only rare, so you could get one of those. Which gives you an Orspex or a Diagnoster. What does an yeah. Orspex or a Diagnoster do? Um, the scanners, basically. You could take both. Utility Mechadendrite. They're very rare. So an Orspex gives you a readout of motion, emissions, and other life signs within 50 meters, and you can activate it as a combat action. A diagnostica is a sensitive medical cognitor, monitors patients' health, plus one die to medical tests. You could, go, you could go medical as well, Dan, because there's... Um, I have taken some points in it, but there's surely Medicaid the Mechadendrite. will be fine for healing. I thought that's what they did, right? No, <laughs> not this one. Not this, Sister of Al. I'm not a hospitaler. Get out. <laughs> okay, Dan, a Medicaid Mechadendrite functions as a Medicaid and a diagnoster, Mega. gives you a bonus to Medicaid, and can be used to inject toxins, sedatives, and stimulants as a simple action. And you can use it in combat. Sedate you. Sedate you. Wrap my tentacles around you if you're dead. So you could arguably have a Medicaid mechadendrite, an auger array for the ore specs, and another rare thing. Uh, sorry, so I thought it was one very rare. You get one for free regardless. So you could use the very rare on your freebie. Okay, so could I take a Mechadendrite, Medi Mechendrix, and a um, Cortex implant? Yes, absolutely. Because the Cortex implant is very rare as well, so yeah. would that take up the two? That takes up your slots then, yeah. All right, cool. Right, I'll take a look at that. That's cool, because I, I do like mechadendrites. It's the extra limb mounted on your spine. Switch my skills around a bit. Gotta say, I am rather fond of a mechadendrite. Hey, Dan, you were looking at backgrounds, right? Have you found any way to add that to the character sheet? You have to punch it in. To, so a lot of them give you like a, a bonus to a certain thing. Mm -hmm. so you just you just have to punch it in and then put it in notes that you've got that background. Yep. There's yep. nowhere to put it in otherwise. I think the um, Foundry module is still quite new, but it will probably get fancier as time goes by and we'll try and upgrade. Yeah. I've got 10 points of experience still to spend. Get a talent for that. Uh, all my talent. Well, oh, 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 yeah. I was looking at suggested talents, which all cost 20. But you don't have to have just the suggested ones. There there's are the, some. There's, there's the ten, in the glory redacted records, there's ones for 10, aren't there? Mm -hmm. oh, there's a couple on there. A lot of them do seem to be 20 or 30, don't they? There is a couple for, yeah. there's one for 10 called arsonist requirements, none. <laughs> it's for people who like to start people on fire. Uh, I mean, that's very priestly. 
That's what I thought. And quite Jim. Um, also, it's called Arsonist. Uh, it's in the redacted records. The effects, you keep starting fires, they burn long into the night. When you inflict the on-fire condition, your victims suffer an, suffer an additional plus rank mortal wounds at the start of each of your turns. The DN for the athletics test for your victims to remove the condition is also create increased by plus ranks. So when you set when you set somebody on fire, they stay on fire. I need a flame gun, then don't I really? Yeah, you kind of need a flamer. I would probably let you swap your um what'd you get? You get a melt. I get a last pistol. You get a las pistol. So I'd let you swap that for like a flamer pistol instead. Okay. Or his hand flamer. Yeah, that's the one. Nice. Hand flamer, yeah. Yeah. It's got stats. I'm in war gear now, so if people need help, just give us a shout. Simon, how you doing? Um, yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. I was just trying to work out what I can do with my wealth. So basically I've I've um I've done my stats. So I've got um uh, um willpower three, intelligence four, fellowship three, because I figured that's kind of like, you know, the talking people i'm smarter than you kind of stuff um i've sorted out some basic skills i figured i'd just go like ones with most of it because you're not really going to be that good at anything you know as an acolyte yeah um and yeah and i was looking at talents and i thought i'm like brand new i'm not going to really be very talented at anything okay um but i figured i'd go with um so the background would be i was already here so when so when he turned up or when he gets to this area I'm so like you're like an the... upheaver yeah pretty much uh, a wealthy upheaver who was already in place and you've ended up being recruited well perhaps perhaps i was a, a, a wealthy up wealthy ish upheaver you know like 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 this like sixth son of the sixth son kind of thing um, and maybe i was in the underhive uh, when i shouldn't have been and perhaps got you know so the, the idea is I was I'm here. So it's not as if he's brought me with him. I'm yeah, that's here. one of the options I was going to give to everybody once you've got your characters sorted yes. out, whether you want to be local hire, like so Aaron's also probably going to be local hire. Yeah. Or whether you're going to have come from outside of the Gilead sector. Yeah. No. So I've gone with the um the um like uncovered a plot without being discovered, which basically I was like, actually, um I've dobbed somebody in to save yeah. my own neck. That's, that's kind cool. of that's kind of what I was. That's what the Imperium's like. Yeah, that's what the Imperium's like. But now I'm kind of like. So the idea is that the characters, um, because he's so low down in the family, he'll never progress in the family. But he but got, he can progress got, in the Inquisition. He's got ambition. He wants yeah. to be. You know, he wants to like you know, um, throw his entire family under the bus. <laughs> prove they're all heretics, um, because you know they never gave him any money. Yeah. Something, uh, you know, only the clothes he's wearing. So completely understandable. The extensive and expensive wardrobe of clothes that he's wearing. No, he's only got one. No, that's it. No, there's no extending. He, he basically he's got, you know, one flash he, outfit. He has to go down the laundrette <laughs> every night when everyone's asleep. Trying to wonder what I, I Adeptus Mechanicus laundrette would look like. Lots of an interesting rights. servitor, yeah. Commune with the machine spirit of the washing machine. The holy washing machine. 
the holy washing machine. Holy washing machine, yeah. You must place coins within the slot, speaking the canticle of activation. Sounds pretty warm. So my uh, my underhive teenager, member of the uh, Twists Crows, um, Fagin Quit Twist actually takes pretty good care of these kids because he brings them in as orphans. He feeds them. He, kill, he keeps them clean. He keeps them sharp. He trains them because he knows when they become adults, he's going to place them in other positions in the underhive, either in other gangs or other areas. But they're all going to be, they're all going to remember that Fagin was the one that saved their lives. So they're going to owe this, this mutant. So he's actually in pretty good shape, but he's young. He's a kid. He doesn't have a lot of talents, a lot of skills, but his strength is two, toughness four, agility two, initiative three, willpower four, intellect two, fellowship three. With one point in awareness, three in cunning, because he gets bonus one in cunning. So I just put it there so I can keep track of it. Uh, one in insight, one in stealth, two in survival, and one in weapon skills. Holy so we cow! Survival that, dice pool of six. Well, and that's because the talent I took is born survivor from uh, the redacted records. Uh, that allows me to use survival as a heal check on myself instead of Medicaid to heal my own shock and wounds without the. Uh, without having the plus one to the difficulty number for, for working on yourself. Oh, cool. So he's a, he's a survivalist. He's a scrounger. He's a tagger. And he's all about making it out of the hive alive. And he thinks that this inquisitor may be, may be the only way he's actually ever going to get out of here. Yeah. I mean, so you'll have been brought on as a local guide for the hive because right. going into the underhive, not everybody knows their way around and, specifically off-worlders coming to the hive for the first time every level of a hive counts as a city of it in its own right doesn't it really and they have hundreds exactly. of levels which is why i built cunning really high and survival really high because those are the two you know that's that's what the underhivers survive on and with his special talent he always gets a plus one to his cunning tests and once per session he can make a cunning test, and if he succeeds, he can acquire an item that he needs without paying for it, basically. I've gone for flagellant as my talent. So, obviously, with the, with the flame thing, I'm going to have to set fire to myself every morning. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, that goes You don't have saying. to set fire to yourself, but you could heat like a, a knife blade and just baconize your skin every once in a while yeah. was that was that flagellant or flagellants <laughs> both because if you set fire to yourself i'm yeah. gonna set fire to my own farts yeah. <laughs> why does it smell of burnt hair in here don't ask <laughs> it'll show you i'm gonna try by the end of session two to get everybody taking part with me in the morning first thing in the morning First thing in the morning, morning prayers, then uh, uh, puritism by fire. <laughs> Healthy. We'll see. We'll see. What does flagellant get you in terms of... Um... <coughs> um, it gets me. Because it's a talent, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, on... Um, the, it... Does it not make you tougher if you're damaged? No, it, it, it's on two of the. Um, oh, 
so it gives me um i've got to spend 20 minutes um in prayer and inflict wounds to myself equal to the my tear through self-flagellation so i have to inflict wounds which is good um you may not roll uh, determination against these wounds or allow them to be healed by any method other than through respite. As long as you are wounded in this way, you gain plus rank bonus dice to your determination and conviction rolls. Oh, nice. And if I chose the... Uh, um, if I chose the talent frenzy, uh, it, it, it does open a a lot of other gates but if i fail to flagellate myself uh, i'm overcome with shame and take plus two dn penalties all tests okay. until i flagellate myself yeah so yeah yeah i can see how that could work definitely very ministorum isn't it And Sakar Rez does have a hand cannon, but he's got zero ballistic skills and only a two in agility. So don't get Point in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> the end with the hole goes towards the yeah. other guy. Probably was raised to be a talker, not a fighter. So, How's everybody else doing character-wise? Just doing the last bits of walk here. Splendid. Um. Ooh, sororitas power armor. Now, Dan, are you going P? Are you going to be local talent, or are you thinking about being from outside of the sector as well? Because oh. there is a sisters chapter based in the Gilead sector. There's what? something or other shield. What? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll play one of them. What? What? What's their name? I got added uh, there's a shield thing in it. Let me see if I can find it. As soon as I can find. That's the Canon S. Order of the Sanctified Shield. Order of the Sanctified Shield. Cool. Is the, the local sororitas branch. I shall be assistant novitiate of the Order of the Sanctified Shield. Let me just add that to my keyword. That's in Forsaken Systems. They're based on the planet of Enoch. The current figurehead is Canoness Jean Grasse Demissa. Their important writings include the rule of the Order of the Sanctified Shield, Beatitudes of Caroline. Oh, the sayings of a martyred sister who eradicated a Nurgle infestation. Admonitions of St. Pallas, Bastions of Faith. Does it say uh, which major order they descend from? Just 
looking right now. Their icon is a skull with fleur-de-lis on forehead or shield, surrounded by flames. Uh, a couple of heroes. It doesn't say who they come from. That's right, it's not the end of the world. Not yet, anyway. They're an order militant, but you know that. No, it doesn't say which of the main sisterhoods they're an offspring of. That's fine. Likely they're probably... What side of the cicatrice maledictum are we on? Uh, you're in the Gilead system, which is... Terracide or bow side? <laughs> I think it's inside. Oh is, it, oh, is it one of the um, planets that is between in the little channel that everyone can travel down? No, it's not. It's in this um, little cul-de-sac on its own, surrounded by warp storms. Oh, lovely. Is the Gilead sector. Oh, wait, wait, it don't, probably doesn't matter what major sister order I'm from. Oh, oops. Sitting there going, why is it not adding this keyword? And what I didn't realise is I needed to scroll down and it added it four times. <laughs> Forward region near the border of Segmentum Solar and Segmentum Obscurus. Number of habitable planets. So that's do, 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 do. probably the Order of Martyred Lady or Ardent Shroud. We'll say Martyred Lady. Yeah, basically the Great Rift formed around what looked to be a stable corridor, but turned out to be a fake out. Only one rogue trader has made it through the Great Rift. So they're a little trapped cul-de-sac in a All big right. cloud of warp storms. Lovely. But the system has several worlds on it. There's okay. a forge world, a death world, an agri world, a shrine um. world, I'm just getting even Too more coffee for one second listening to all this. <laughs> yeah. Go. That is my war gear. That is my talents. Didn't really have any points for talents. They're, they're quite hardliners by the looks of things. You've got protect shrines and guard refugees, but mm -hmm. then you've also got um, be watchful of the ecclesiarchy so that apostasy never befalls us again. Burn the psyker. Trust not the alien. Smite the demon. We do like to do a lot of that. That, that just sounds that sounds like standard sisters. About yeah, to be yeah. fair. Now I understand, Dan, that you are current UK number one sisters player. I am no longer, I've missed a couple of weeks of tournaments oh, and I have no. now been overtaken, but I was UK number number one sisters player for, all, for for at least a short period of time. See what I mean about knowing more about it than me. <laughs> <laughs> I played I, one I, game of 40k 
1994. <laughs> well, my hope is to finish the ITC season as the UK number one. So we shall see how the rest of the season goes for me. It's been well, a good make start. Make sure you pray to the Emperor, and I'm sure you'll always, be fine. Always, always. And the Emperor guides my dice. <laughs> he must be looking away quite often. Warp storms. Warp storms, that's what it is, yeah. Around my table when I'm trying to roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Aaron, in effects, in a passive effects, you can add those um, archetype things. I've just found it. Oh, nice! Thanks. So, when you go into and you go into passive effects and you add another one, it mm -hmm. gives you it gives you the labels. You can write down oh, what sweet. the name is, yeah. and then you go to change. And then, if you scroll down, you'll see defense resilience. You'll see all basically everything you have access to. Beautiful. Um, and it gives you that's where you put your plus ones. That is awesome. Thank you. No worries. I found it by accident. <laughs> right. So, tell us a bit about Sister Evelyn then. Sister Evelyn is a novitiate, so she's just just getting basically being put into the field. Um, she has um, some fairly hefty stats because that's what she has to start with. That's why I pay 64 points for my character straight off the bat. Um, so she's got strength three, which obviously goes to strength five because she's wearing powered armor. And it's powered two. Uh, she's toughness four, which I think takes my overall resilience to t resilience nine. No, Resilience yeah. 10, sorry. So uh, It's outrageous for a tier one character. <laughs> well, to be fair, even the Hospitaler starts with power armor. So yeah. <laughs> it's just what we get. Um, then agility um, is free, initiative is free, willpower is free because I had to have free in all of them. Um, my intellect two and fellowship two, I don't really have any points to do anything else. So I have one talent and that's an act of faith. That's divine guidance. So I can spend a faith point um, and I grant all, uh, a, not, not all, I select one Imperium character within 15 meters um, and they get plus one to, oh, no, they get the gains a double rank bonus to their ballistic skill. So at the moment we're rank one, so they would get plus two to their ballistic skill for a, a short period of time. That's and, then, and then my... Um, double Aaron's. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, he might actually hit something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then my general thing um, is uh, purity of faith. So me and any allies within 15 meters of me, this is a passive ability, gain double my rank bonus to corruption tests. You also gain double uh, rank bonus to any test to resist the effects of psychic powers. So as long as people within 15 meters of me, they get that bonus. But that's pretty much it. I After my 64 points, I didn't have a lot left to spend. So I spent 10 points just up in my toughness from three to four um, and then took um, an act of faith for 20 points. So that's me pretty much done at that point in time. Cool. But she leans into her gear. Obviously her gear, I haven't given her full gear for her tier two. So I've reduced her gear to only only spending 15 requisition points, which is what you can spend at tier one. Yeah. Um, so she only has a bolt gun uh, and a knife. And, and obviously a Sororitas power armor for her 15 points. Which is fair. Um, so that's it. That's her. She doesn't have any other gear, no real major other upgrades. Um, that's it. So yeah, she's, uh, she's looking pretty good though. <laughs> she, I, imagine, she I, imagine, I imagine she, she oh, she's a proper, very, totally very, chilled out, laid back. No, absolutely not. Quite the opposite. <laughs> very, very um, faithful. Very, very uh, into the Imperial Dogma. Of course, she is after all a sister of battle. Um, and she does not take kindly to slips of faith. She's got so, the classic white hair and a bob. 
No, no, she, uh, so the Order of Sanctified, uh, they don't have the uh, classic white hair, that is the Armored Lady. Uh, she has got a almost red-like hair, so it's like a, a deep red mahogany colour hair. Um, I think Sanctified Shield have a slightly bluish element to their armour, I think it's blue and white, so lovely. the armour is blue with white over robes. Lovely, then yes, and she has like a red mahogany hair, so. Cool, yes. cool. She's good, uh, good to go. And she, uh, her origin, uh, so her origin is, what was it? I, I rolled up for, uh, I've got to go find it now. Sorry, bear with me. Do, 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 of course, yeah, origins. Origins. So uh, she has a holy inspiration, uh, which gives her plus one to resolve, uh, plus one to resolve. So she's followed in the, in the footsteps of an imperial saint and pilgrimage to uh, go things. Uh, she is defender of Enoch, one of Enoch's many prized holy sites, she uh, defended it, so she's got plus one to influence. Um, and then she's got shine the light. She, When the dark closes in, she intends to push back, um, and she has plus one influence. There you go. Okey-dokey. Where's the thing for origin? I can't find uh, it. Back, it's in your back there. So when you go, um, you know, when you, uh, you go up at factions before yeah. archetypes it's there you go through and it'll give you your adeptosaurus archetype yeah. and then it gives you origin d3 a complement from d3 and gold d3 so starts yeah. around page 51 oh yeah there we go yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so she's got those three for her yeah origin accomplishment and goals cool and that's uh sister evelyn and uh you'll see as she progresses she is um not angry, but uh, she she just doesn't like heretics <laughs> and thinks everybody's a heretic. Aaron, what did you get for your um, backgrounds? Uh, I got downtrodden, uh, which is every memory you have is painful for you. Life in the Imperium means violence, toxic conditions, and slavery. You've developed a strong willpower to combat this, plus one determination. I got pit champion, which is kind of random, but it says through wit. <laughs> Through wit or brawn, you proved yourself a most proficient fighter in the underground. Uh, with Do you want to swap proven. that for the gang wrangler one? Yeah, that makes more sense. Because it does think, make more sense for the character. I think it makes a lot more sense. So gang wrangler is you, you united squabbling gangs, which is what I said. They were all about information brokering between gangs, uh, plus one influence. And then the last one uh, I got uh, for my goal, I got hive topper. You started at the bottom and you'll make it to the top, whatever it takes. You're going to find the good life and maybe even be a hero while you're at it. Plus one determination. Cool. So that makes oh. sense too. Cause that's all it's, he's all about getting the hell out of the, out of the hive. So seems fair. Simon, do you want to roll yours? Um, have you I've, already done so? No, I've done mine. I've done mine. Uh, let me just find a bit. Find a bit. Uh, yeah, so uh, origin was cho was chosen, employed for content resources. So I I I read that as I'm just just lo just local. Yeah, you're basically. a useful person who happens um, to be in the right so I did, place I did, at the right um, time. Yeah. Unseen uh, for the plot without being discovered, and goal which was for the Ordo, which I interpreted as as for me and <laughs> uh, and, and and me progressing in the Ordo. Oh, cool. Uh, not got Astra Militarum. Adeptus Ministorum. Jim, have you, are you in a place where you... Yeah. 
have yours? So I got guided by visions. Um, you are guided by waking dreams of glorious figures of the creed, preachers, saints, and the God Emperor himself. You rely on these questionably accurate visions. Uh, and I got Breaker of Heretics. You personally destroyed a heretic, heretical movement. The sight of such blasphemy was enough to twist your stomach, but your righteous anger served you well. And last but not least, I've got uh, Aspiration, the lofty spire uh, of ecclesiarchy. Ecclesiarchy, yeah. Uh, advancement is yours to climb. Honour and influence are your desire through whatever means necessary. So you've had two influence boosts. Can I do that or is that... Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. It's just dovetailing. Dan, what about you? P, M. I, I M. haven't done it yet. You haven't done it yet. That's okay. Let's find... Adeptus Mechanicus. So if I was looking at the Tech Adept template in the book, would that be on there? It's not on there, but it's it applies to all Mechanicus archetypes. Okay. These backgrounds. On page 57. 57, yeah, you've got 3D3 three three rolls. 3D3 rolls. I mean, if you see one that features Oh, yeah, if you see one that you particularly like for your character, you can just pick it. So what page? Page 57 of the core rule book. I'm on my way. So you've got Forge Born. You were born in the cult Mechanicus, raised by Steel and Choir. Void Born, you spent your early life aboard an orbital station. Or Promethean Proselytism, you converted to the cult Mechanicus and left your former life behind. And see, there was a thing on the on the right hand side that gave you. It said influence and determination. Yeah, that's that a plus thing. one to various bits. All right, I didn't even see that. So, if you go to effects on the character sheet, and yeah. then there's passive, you can add them in there, and then it let, lets you label them and change, and so on and so forth. Let's so, you your chosen one. gives you plus one wealth again, Simon. Yeah. Um, unseen gets you plus one determination. And for the order, gets you plus one conviction. We have an objective as well. You can do. Uh, that can be mission specific. So you can have like a, my objective for this game chunk is to do this thing. But that'd be like a personal objective. You can just have a separate one. So if you want Utilize to roll an objective, you're absolutely welcome to. <laughs> Utilise blind faith to achieve your goals. <laughs> Fill your lungs with a bolstering hymn in a time of stress. It's got this mental image of like Jim charging through the underhive, belting out <laughs> Jerusalem. <laughs> that right, okay. So that goes. My base is four. All oh, right, okay.
Right, how are we doing, gang? Everybody ready? Where do you add these backgrounds? Under the effects. Effect. On the effects tab, um, you can add passive effects plus. Oh, I see. Okay. And then you put in. Termination. And fire. One. That's where you can put in the things. There's also a thing on the notes page where you can actually put in what it's called if you want to put it in two places. But where is determination on that list? Under at other. the very bottom. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it. Scroll down, you'll find it. The only one that doesn't have an attribute is influence, and I can't find anywhere to put it. And that's the one I've got plus two in. That's really one good. thing. The one thing to note about your objective is if you use it during your session, you get plus one wrath point so i mean keep it because wrath points let you re-roll um fails on your dice so you've got two meta currencies you've got wrath and you've got glory oh my god like the name of the game <laughs> the modified you have to put plus one or just one just one just, just one, one. So wrath points let you re-roll fail dice. Glory you can use to re-roll the whole thing, or you can claim an automatic success, can't you? I don't think so. I know that one of them lets you turn something into something. Uh, Glory, I think, lets you turn a success into an icon. That's right. And icons get you extra glory. No, I think it lets you turn a fail into a success. So for... Wrath points you can spend to re-roll a failure or make a narrative de declaration to change something in the scene. Or as an action, you can spend a wrath point to recover shock equal to your rank plus your tier. Glory you can use to increase your di dice pool, increase damage, increase the severity of a critical hit, or seize the initiative. And then you can shift dice to gain information, improve quality, improve speed, or, or shift for extra damage. Or you can shift for a point of glory into the glory pool. And our glory pool maximum would be seven because it's number of characters plus, plus two. two. Yeah. And everybody starts with two wrath points at the beginning. Yep. And they're already showing on your character sheet. So there is at least that. Um, I get a, um, a, a symbol, a symbol of my office, but yes. I can't see what that might be i couldn't see anywhere on the in war gear or in well it's it's a symbol so it's not going to be a very specific thing it's going to be like a big metal eye what does influence fall under is it fellowship yeah no no, no. influence is is a different uh it's uh where is it it's, it's, a, it's a special thing like when you enter yeah. into like chattiness with somebody the yeah. more influence you've got the more likely you are to like be able to convince them of something but there is the higher influence characters are more likely to get their way with people right because yeah. i i was looking for that when i was trying to add a background and on tape it's on it's on the gear page at the top you could just change it you don't have to so when you oh, try and, when you try and requisition something uh -huh. It says you use your influence you use or wealth. Influence. Yep. Yeah. 
Or you can spend wealth to gain but influence. But yeah, but, Simon, but you're you, like this one. You can spend you, wealth to increase the icons on yeah. your result through but bribing you, people. Yeah, but if you actually read through it, it's if you read the example, it uses it uses the fellowship as the basic stat, the basic stat in the example. Yeah. Because it's the, it says he's got he's got a fellowship of six, so he rolls six dice. Yeah, it's your fellowship plus whatever influence bonuses you get. Whatever yeah. influence bonuses, yeah. Yeah, my character has influence for. Because you're ordering people to do stuff. I have wealth. Kind of does, I don't need your influence. What kind of thing does determination do? Uh, Some resistance. Yeah. You determination use... is I'm going to like make you do evil things with the power of my mind magic. And you're like, no, I resist your sexy slaneshi magic evil. Oh, okay then. <laughs> um did you say you have a symbol do, of authority do i have you... to resist uh, <laughs> simon yeah i have a symbol of authority yeah okay so a badge ring seal rosette amulet or otherwise to indicate the bearers should be taken seriously plus one die to leadership will uh, and intimidation will tests so actually for determination it's on page 240 if you want to find it yeah cool you roll determination to shift wounds to shock instead of having wounds. So if you, you know get wounded, wounds, wounds are bad. Shock goes away. Wounds. Yeah, but if you run out of shock, your morale is broken. If I remember rightly. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be careful of that as well. So that person, somebody in the group, had a healing D three to shock. That will come in handy at points. Okay, I think I'm done. I think I've got everything in my character sheet now. Yeah, conviction is to resist corruption. Yeah. Resolve is to resist fear. Um, and determination is. Uh, I got determination and conviction the wrong way around. Can I have a free uplifting primer as I actually do own a GW uplifting primer? <laughs> that kind of paint no 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 it's a book it's a little red book it's called the, the gw primer and i have one which means i should get one free that sounds like a simon thing yeah it is that's like uh, trade farmer isn't it okay so if i if i uh if i dig it out for next week what is an uplifting primer it just what gives you it... plus one to scholar test rolls <laughs> well that doesn't sound awful if you've got it with you Next week, I'll, next gonna, week you gonna, can use gonna, it. Yeah, you can only it. have it when you got it with you. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I'm all done. You're My all character. done. Yep. Yeah. Characters all done. Yeah. All done. Go. Okay. Anybody else still going? I'm. I'm just. <laughs> Dan M's like. Uh, who changed my quote? Don't know, mate. It's only you that's got the ability to do that. Hmm. Did you change it from beep, boop, beep? Someone did. It wasn't me. <laughs> what is everybody's like, quotes? What are, we all, what are we all going with? Why don't we go through your characters and do like a proper, this is my character, not a numbers thing, but uh, this is what you can tell about them because you're going to be working together. You'll have been thrust together for a short while. So you might know a little bit about each other. So what do they look like? How do they behave? You know, basic introductory stuff to your characters. 
So we do that if everybody's good to go with them. And then we'll do a quick introduction to the setting and then we'll wrap it up for this evening. And then I can go away and plan horrible things to do to you based on your characters for next time we run this, which is two weeks time. That's fair. So let's start with Julius Battle. So, uh, so Julius Battle, um, basically, so he's, a, he's an uphiver, um, which is basically where he comes at. Um, he's, uh, so I put, I put insights. So he's got a uh, good insight, good fellowship. He's got good intelligence, and good investigation. So that's his thing. Um, Smart, likable investigator. Well, yeah, but he's also got a position of authority and he's meant to be like, you know, keeping other people in check, but that is not his thing. So although he may have a big badge, he basically was, it will just be like, um, you, are you going to hit him for that? You know what I mean? He can't say that. You need to kill him now. I don't think he's really going to be the leader-y type. Um, but uh, yeah, but he's like, I, I want to progress. I've got ambition and, um, and I want cool stuff. So you're kind of that sleazy guy in the office who's like, no, I hey, he, I think he's genuinely, I think, no, I think he's genuinely interested in, he's genuinely interested in finding the truth and, okay. and you know, that kind of thing, uh, but more completely disinterested in everything else. But he looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Which is really the most important factor in all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, the if, opposite if you, end of the hive. If you then. don't think I'm the Fonz, then you haven't got it. <laughs> where I, I did i did immediately think of you smacking yeah. the side of a uh, jukebox and <laughs> well if he did that then clearly he spoke the correct litanies to the machine spirit actually by opposite end of the hive then coming up from the streets Sakari Rez. Hey. <laughs> Rez Sakari Rez is a uh he's a teenager he's a He's in pretty good shape, like I said, though, uh, for most underhivers, you know, his, his skin is mostly clean, his teeth are straight, mostly white, his head's shaved, but you can tell the stubble's black uh, if you ever let it grow out, but you don't, because you don't want uh, sump leeches or lice getting in your hair. Or people getting uh, hold of it. Or that. Uh, he's got uh, dirty blue eyes, he's a little under average height probably stands around five six five seven somewhere between 14 and, and 18 he doesn't know nobody knows his earliest memories were being sold by his parents to the renders guild and he worked one shift helping to disassemble corpses and grind them down into corpse starch when he fled managed to stay away from the uh Enforcers who were coming to get him back went down high where he was picked up by a uh, supposedly centuries old mute named uh, Fagin Twist and taken into his child gang where he learned how to survive and thrive as a scrounger and a tagger and an information broker in the underhive. Probably not mentioning the whole mutant angle. No, well, you know, down down that deep in the underhive, there's a lot of mutants. And for the most part, as long as you don't go up hive, it's not that big of a deal unless they go crazy. But yeah, the whole purpose of uh, of of Fagin Twist's life is to remain in the shadows and keep people beholden to him as he as he raises these kids and puts them into prosperous positions in the underhive. Prosperous being a relative term for where we're located, but. Um, he uh, he had always envisioned himself getting an adjurator's uh, warrant and hunting bounties in the underhive, but then he got picked up by this inquisitor, and only now is he beginning to think that probably 
Fagan put a little uh, whisper in that inquisitor's ear that this kid may have something to offer. Um, he, his only goal really is, is to get out of the underhive and the higher he can climb, the better. And if he ever actually sees stars, he'll think he's probably found heaven. And his quote is, it's better to fade away than to be burned down. So be fleet of foot, know the shadows and stay out of harm's way when possible. At least so far. So that's the local talent, the local local talent, the two people from the the current hive that we're in. Uh, Jim, what about you? Where are you from? What are you like? So I've just spent most of my uh, time in the church, in the cult itself. Um, So are you uh, an in-system Gilead, Enochian minister and priest or have you come from outside of the gilead system i've been i've been brought in with the inquisitor himself he's he's brought me in um whether it was because i was the only priest left to choose or or you know (laughs) that's another thing so yeah quite quite um um an awkward person to to view really Uh, a lot of burnt skin he looks like he's been um in in quite a bad fire uh, half of his hair doesn't exist because of uh, burn scars on his head. Uh, and the other half of his hair is quite shaggy black hair. He's got green eyes. Um, he stands about six foot two. Um, he's, he is quite quiet until you get him on the subject of um, uh, of the emperor and how he is God. Um, the emperor, not Majestus, that is. Um, and yeah, he... he he just wants to spread the word and spread some fire as well. And his quote is purity by fire or purity in fire and a new word, purifier. Um, <laughs> but yes. I do believe that's a unit for the Grey Knights. <laughs> yeah. Simon, does that mean that your character is six foot three? Uh, actually, no. No, my character is not six foot three. He would not stand out like that. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Simon has a, a tendency to always play always the tallest be tall. character. Yeah, all be, always <laughs> Goes be all the way back to our first Flint and Steel game, where regardless <laughs> of how tall everybody else was, Simon was taller. Yeah, and then when I was definitely shorter, I wore a tall hat. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> all right, uh, Dan, M, tell us about Beat Boop. Greetings and salutations. So I am playing Octavian C37. Um, a tech adept of the most holiest of the Omnisire's um, order, the uh, Adaptus Mechanicus. Um, his travels in the search of new, or in this case, old tech, um, has set him far and wide. Um, he um, though has a sort of natural skill with constructs and mechanics. He, his his passion is the um, is the mechanics of the biology of people and how they work and how that would link into like cybernetic adaptations and stuff um so yes that has brought him um here to this system uh and and now he's kind of working with the inquisition to help but also to kind of help himself as well cool uh last but not least Sister Evelyn of the Sanctified Shield. Yes, so uh, Sister Evelyn um, has only ever known the uh, Adeptus Sororitas and the Holy Chapel on the planet. 
She, her family died in probably one of the many, many gruesome ways that you can die in the Imperium. Um, and she was found amongst the ruins, but devoid of corruption, where corruption was everywhere. She seemed devoid of the corruption. So the Sisters of Battle, who happened to be purging the unclean in the area, took her in and took her back to the chapel where she has spent her entire life learning to be a Sister of Battle. It's all there is to her. She doesn't know anything else. And she follows it with a rigid dogma. Um, so uh, anyone steps out of line, she's very quick to put them back in line. Um, not afraid to put a swift bolt shell into someone. Um, so she's very much what you expect of a sister of battle. She's been fairly well brainwashed and propaganda and all that malarkey. And she truly believes in the God Emperor. And her one true goal is to one day set foot on the Sanctus Prioris on holy terror itself. Um, but to do that, she must prove herself first um, as a novitiate. So that's where she comes in. She's probably been called up as the Inquisition. Inquisitors got into the sector and he's requested support from the local Adeptosauritas and this is her first mission. So she's going to be a bit green. She's not going to be particularly strategic in intellect in that she's going to be leading the way, but she's also going to rely on the God Emperor to protect her and she's probably not going to be afraid to stride into some fairly dangerous situations. All beans. Okay, well, let me tell you a little bit about where we're starting then. So, Gilead Primus is the centre of the Gilead system, removed from the Emperor's light by the warp storms raging around it. Vast hive cities rise from the blasted deserts of the planetary surface, dotted with the skeletal remains of ancient terror beasts. Hive Amarthia is merely one hive among many, but it is here that the aged inquisitor Galen Troil of the Ordo Hereticus has tracked down rumours of an ancient text, the Bellerophon Index. Now, this text is believed to contain lost secrets of biological sciences, highly sought after by forces both friendly and inimical to the Imperium. It's said to hold vast knowledge about everything from genetics to ecological terraformation, and it would be of incalculable value to whoever could find it. Whoever does hold the book holds the power to reshape worlds and individuals on a micro and macro scale. Now, unfortunately... Biology, you say? Indeed. Uh, unfortunately, he's very, very old. Uh, Inquisitor Troil is well into his second century and it's really starting to show he's probably about 40 percent machine just to keep him going very ancient respected but respected in the yes granddad let's get you back to your room kind of way so he's not respected as much by other inquisitors who are younger and more full of zeal than he he has a bodyguard who protects him, Sergeant Dursek Ervel, tactical space marine of the Karcharodon chapter, the Space Sharks, bound to him by some kind of promise, duty, honour in some way. He stands behind and beside eight feet of unflinching muscle and power, Served by Sister Keris, uh, a sister dialogus of the Order of the Sanctified Shield, and technically your line manager, Dan. 
<laughs> she is there as a data analyst and interpreter of the faith. Uh, also on his team is Sonef van der Boe, an Adeptus Mechanicus tech priest who has underneath him a Lex Mechanicus called Nexian Iota 2, below whom sits your character, Dan. And there is an Inquisition interrogator, Jock Valdaniak, who kind of sits above Julius and Majestus in terms of Inquisition rank. And so that's the team that you're working under rather than with. You're the, you're the green meat, the, the lowest end of the spectrum, still raised above most of the rest of the hive through dint of being a part of the Inquisition mission here. And your job is going to be going to check out underhive promising threads, suggestions, ideas, using your guide, guide Sakari Res, and your local Julius Battle to help you get into places where the Inquisition might otherwise be turned away. Now, the Underhive is controlled and is a, a melting point of gangs and rivals, all fighting over resources from reactor space to corpse starch harvesting plants. There are a number of gangs down there, but allegedly an auction has come up somewhere in the Underhive for one of the pages of this book which suggests that the book itself may be on world, even in Hive. If one page is for sale, perhaps others are too. So you are being dispatched into level 317 of Hive Amathia to go and find, if you can, some truth to the rumours of this alleged auction of one page from the Bellerophon Index. And that's where we're going to start next time we play, which will be two weeks hence. Very short session today, just to get through the characters, get an idea for people. Now I can go away and start poking at those characters, come up with some more stuff to do with them, fit them in, fit the story around them a little better. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much to my players for coming along and creating such vivid Imperial specialists uh, for the rest of the week join us tomorrow when we have some more of the one ring uh, a curious missive from rivendell for rivendell one of those i think it's for rivendell because we're going there come and join the wacky accent brigade as we <laughs> perform comedy british accents across all of eriador until we get to rivendell and then on friday We've also Tim's got North America. House. Oh, Goblin North America, Thursday, Starfinder, isn't it? That's right. Yep. The uh, first episode of the Horizon of the Vast AP. Uh, we'll be starting that Thursday at uh, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. So when Space. everybody in Great Britain is asleep. And then Friday. Jim, what are we doing on Friday? Uh, it's the Enemy Within, I believe, episode. <gasps> I keep Roger happy. Yes. Um, no, yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we've had some good feedback so far for episode one. And Jim's uh, been setting us homework for people yeah. who don't know. Each each sort of month, Jim's been setting us homework to um, answer a question 
in character about our characters a little bit. And this week, the question was about who in all of history we would like to go for a drink with. So come and check out the Discord to see what people are saying for that. And make sure you tune in for Turpin's intro because he got the job last week of doing the intro to the next session. Yes, and it's going to be, I believe, a letter home to his mum or his aunt or something. His mum and his mum's boyfriend, I believe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll be good. So. Yeah, but that's us. So thank you very much for joining us this evening. Hopefully Pete is listening and knows, looks like he might be, and can turn us off any second now. I'm just going to message him, just in case. We'll just wave <laughs> now. Woohoo! <laughs> and we're waving, yeah, we're waving. Imperial music. Bum, 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 <laughs> the glory of the emperor. Indeed. Yeah, we do like a little bit of Warhammer over here on Garblet Games. So thank you very much for coming along and supporting us this evening. And we will be back with some more in two weeks after... Lex Arcana, which is next week, where Lewis is doing some more ancient Rome shenanigans in a parallel fantasy world with magic lions, I'm going to go with. Yeah, magic lions. There may be magic lions. Definitely a possibility. It's actually, it's a really interesting system. Uh, it's a based on, a, it's an Italian game. It's an English English uh, conversion of an Italian game, and it's a uh, it's got some very interesting mechanics. Well worth uh, well worth looking into. And actually, Naren Exeka said, thanks for adding my favourite chapter into the game. It had come down to two chapters. I had it down to two. Uh, it was either going to be a Salamander or a Carcharodon. And I hadn't made up my mind which it was going to be. And I was edging towards the Salamander side of things. But then everybody started talking about Space Sharks. So I went, oh, go on then. It could be a Carcharodon. <laughs> You gotta have space sharks. I mean, gotta have space sharks. sharks. And they are a pretty cool chapter. They've come back out of deep space with this. We're not telling you where we've been or what we've been doing, but it was cool and dangerous and we exploded stuff along the way. So yay, space sharks. Anyway, we're all good. Thank you very much and good night. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>